0: Hey, and welcome to The Centenary Podcast, a podcast created to help our church, as well as the church, grow in our faith as we all continue to follow Jesus. So this week, we're taking time to talk about something that's happening in our church called generosity revolution. When we think of generosity, oftentimes we think of just giving money to an organization or a church. Well, we're looking at generosity as a way of life rather than just a simple action. We hope this help gives motivation and understanding of where we're going to be going as a church and how you can partake in living a generous life too. So without further ado, let's hop into this week's episode. All right. Well, it is Thanksgiving week. Oh, I'm uh, stuffed. Thanksgiving was just yesterday. And um, so we hope that uh, you're listening to this or picking it up and that your holiday was good. I know. How can we justify stuffing ourselves on thanksgiving because the pilgrims did it james the pilgrims did, the it. Pilgrims did it so we do it <laughs> 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 no it's funny maddie and i actually have this conversation every year about like what we're actually taught versus what actually happened kind oh of thing. yeah oh yeah it's, just, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. It's fun yeah. to kind of discover the truth. But um, no, we are uh, taking this week, I'm glad you tuned in, taking this week to talk about something that is happening around our church um, called Generosity Revolution. Yes, I'm um, excited. About if you're listening and you're a part of our church, you would have gotten a letter by now uh, that kind of explains what is happening. And it's way less about give us all your money and yep. donate X amount over the next couple Years, It's it's way more, and we just want to take a podcast to explain, like, where we're going as a church when it comes to the heart of God and aligning ourselves with generosity.
1: Because Yeah, and really yeah. why generosity is is a part of the spiritual life. Absolutely. And it's not just money. No. I think that's where the church has kind of failed in some yep. way, ways over the year that, you know, we might even say, oh, this isn't about money, but how much are you going to give us next year? Exactly. So what what we've tried to do here the past couple years is we've said we're not gonna we're not gonna do this like heavy hit or push toward you know how much you're going to give us this year right. and, and and call stewardship absolutely and just do it one month right a whole month of like money money yeah, money just money money yeah. so you know in our planning what we've decided and what's just true is that we ought to be talking about generosity all year long and so yeah. we've done that and and we've been talking a lot over over the past year especially each week actually about how we spend the dollars that come in to Centenary. Yeah. Not only locally but around the world. And it's pretty amazing. 30 yeah. actually, you know, I'm not getting a bunch of statistics today, but actually 30% of Centenary's budget yeah goes to mission oriented goes out, yeah, ministries. It's Absolutely. just it's just that's big. Yeah. That's big. I'm really proud of that. And yeah. And I had nothing to do with that. he was doing that way before I came here as pastor. Absolutely. They just they're a generous church. So so that's really we wanna talk about why generosity is a part of the Christian life, the mm-hmm. spiritual life, the growing life. Yeah, yeah, it's just important.
0: Yeah, no, and I think you take generosity, and I love, uh, if you have the chance to go look, uh, if you're listening, if you have the chance to go look, uh, The Bible Project does this amazing video on generosity, Mm -hmm. and so they basically equate that everything of like, you're supposed to view the creation story as this abundant God who just gives anything and everything for these little humans. And so he creates the entire world. He creates all the vegetation, and everything. And then you get to the point in the garden where he's like, I made every single tree for you. And we hyper-focus in on of like, oh, they're going to mess up because yeah. of the one tree. But when you really do look at creation before Genesis chapter three starts, yes. God is just like, I'm doing every single amount of this for you and I want you to be generous. I want you to multiply and then have more and more. And so when Eve finally meets the serpent and they have the conversation one of the things that, um, uh, that uh, the serpent's going to tempt her on is you know, whether or not God's actually being truthful when he says, like, yep. are you really going to die? And he starts planning, planning this lie because she saw yep. that the fruit was good for, for nutrition. Like, that God gave everything for nutrition, right? Yep. It was good. It was beautiful. And God's creation and how he orchestrated the entire cosmos. I mean, it's, yep. there's beauty and beauty. And then finally, there's that last bit where Eve, uh, it says that uh, Eve saw that the fruit was good for wisdom, so understanding, putting herself in a place where she's not supposed to be, and so she decides, "Hey, God's holding out on me," and that's where this theme throughout the entire Scripture of scarcity starts Mm -hmm. to come in. And it's cool how the Bible Project does it because then they start equating like cities, like how cities will rise up and how walls and everything will start going around cities and the Tower of Babel. Like there's this theme that you can trace throughout the entire Bible of we act in scarcity. That's so interesting, and yeah. And God continually shows again and again that, hey, if you align and come with me, I'm going to provide an abundance. Abundance, abundance, yeah. abundance and abundance. And so I and love the, it. And the
1: enemy does. I mean, it, in every way, the enemy used scarcity mindsets to keep us one from going deeper with Christ, but going deeper with each other. Yeah, it's like, man, that's about me and mine. Oh, absolutely, got to take care of that. Yeah, you ever go into you ever <laughs> you ever go
0: into a um like a party or or there's like a place where a potluck. Oh, there's a perfect example, a potluck, and then you go into the potluck. I'm a pastor and, I know potlucks. Oh, potlucks. Oh. Just, and so you you ever have that feeling where it's just like I gotta go get before it's all gone <laughs> kind of thing I gotta go first like, I, don't think I've I, gotta, I gotta show up early oh I totally I totally it. I totally do that because I'm like oh man I gotta make sure that there's enough for me and so but but that's one of the worst feelings right you get yeah. to the potluck you finally go in line or there's, it's like I went last <laughs> yeah. and you get this crap like especially if Sue Boisher's cooking Fru- oh absolutely <laughs> Oh heck yeah! But see, that's the thing about Sue. Sue has a generous heart. She yeah. she knows the heart of God because that woman makes an abundance. Because She's the next day, chef. it's leftovers, and the next day it's leftovers, and and, it's they're, just, and they're even better the next day. They are. That's what I don't get. <laughs> Sue's heating up Sue's food is like even it, I don't I don't understand. It's like twice as good as it was when yeah. it was fresh. So yeah, but it, it's that it's that mindset. It's yeah.
1: I need to take but care of here's me. here's the thing about eating: you yeah. got to know if you eat any of, if you eat one helping of Sue's any of her casseroles, mm-hmm. it's like that's your nutritional value for the entire day. Yes, it is. <laughs>
0: she loads it. I mean, she's going to put every calorie into it and I <laughs> it's, it's going to fill you up. Oh man, that's so true. But yeah. Anyway, it, back to it, generosity. Yeah, no, it it is. It's generosity is so much more than giving and
1: yeah, it is. or giving and, money. Yeah. And the scarcity thing, I'm glad you said that because the scarcity thing is big and and so you know, when we think about living a Christian life, you know, before we started the podcast today, we were joking about America and you know yeah. just kind of how we are—we're weird. But the 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 like conventional belief about Christianity in America is: you give to the poor, you read your Bible, you go to church, you do what you do, all Pray those for things for dinner, yeah. yeah, 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 and and it's like but there's this there's this piece of generous spirit is more than money it's i mean all right so someone taught me this very early in my life and i'm telling you the first time i really started to pay attention to it it was really hard for me mm. because you know i grew up without a lot of stuff and so when i got older and i began to accumulate things because i could it was like, hey, I deserve this because I didn't have anything when I was growing up. And, yeah. And, and one day somebody said to me, hey, James, you know what really the measure of your relationship with God is? And I was like, what? And this was before I was actually a pastor. It's like yeah. your checkbook and your calendar. Yeah. Those two things will tell you what your priorities are. Absolutely. And it's absolutely true. Where you spend your time, where you spend your money will tell you what your priorities are. And, and so— it is money, but it's also time. It's, it's, it's giving of yourself. Mm-hmm. There are, I have to live with that genera, generous spirit that says there are parts of my life, if I really want to walk out this life of faith, that I have to just accept are not mine. There yeah. are parts of my life that just aren't mine. I have to give those away and never look back. And and so when we were doing our planning this year, and we came up with this kind of generosity revolution thing, yeah. I was just like, yes, because because our stewardship team came in and they presented like four or five ideas to me. Right? They're like, and they were all, and my eyes went, and, and there were like, I, I think there were literally five different campaign, quote unquote, campaign themes. Right. And my eyes immediately went to generosity revolution. I was like, wait, I like that. And then we batted it around. It's like, okay, well, revolution can mean something bad. Revolution yeah. <laughs> can mean rebellion. Da, da, yeah. da. And I was like, no, 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 no. I think it works because, yeah. I mean, I I think Jesus was a revolutionist. Absolutely. And so, I, but generosity revolution works because I think in the church, we talk a lot about giving. We talk a lot about tithing, mm-hmm. but we don't talk a lot about generosity. That's true. And really... A generous spirit takes care of the other two. Yes. A generous spirit takes care of tithing. A generous spirit takes care of giving. So generosity is that key. And that's why I I looked at that and I was like, Yes, yes, generosity yeah. revolution. I get that. Yeah. And so that's where we are right now. And we're actually as a congregation walking through that together, and it's not about money. I mean, money is we have a budget. Yeah. You know, we have a budget. And Man and people get real antsy when I talk about this, but it's like it's just true. We've got a big building here, and we have another campus, and yeah. and our electric bill is like ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, yeah. it's it's crazy, yeah. and it's because we're a seven day a week church, and, yeah. and and that's us being frugal. That's us, you know, how you want oh, yeah. a bathroom around here, and yeah. the, the light comes on automatically because it goes off automatically, and oh, yeah, and we have. And they drive me crazy, but I know it's for the best. We've got those automatic faucets. <laughs> Have you ever oh, yeah. used automatic faucets? Yeah. Well, you probably don't wash your hands after yeah. you. Use the bathroom, oh, I absolutely. Right? <laughs> wash my hands. No, that's why we do the automatic uh hand sanitizers. Next that, to yeah, that's
0: right.
1: <laughs> and so we tr- that's that's us trying to save money. Yeah. ten thousand dollar electric bill every month. So money is realistically, we need that. We need yeah. people to be generous in that way too, for the practical but the bulk of it is we want to get Jesus into the hearts of people in Lexington and the world. Absolutely. And we need people with generous hearts, yeah. not to just write checks, but that actually give of themselves. Yeah. And so that's, I don't know, I, I give, I don't think giving is something that I need to, to, to really worry about. I give because... I just give because I give. And, and I've yeah. learned early in life that you know people, I'm, I'm sitting in this chair right here with you because people, generous people were in my life. Yeah. But that generosity revolution thing, it hit me between the eyes because it's like, you know, I can write a check. Now I can write a check to something. But how often do I actually give James to something? Mm-hmm. And that's where I need improvement. Absolutely. Because I can write a check. But that time thing is like, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm really selfish with my time. Yeah.
0: Oh, for and, sure. And because so, it's just as valuable as money is in our culture. absolutely it is. Because we've got things down to the letter. I mean, what's the very first thing that once you once you step out of college, you get in the the working world and everything, yeah. and the first thing you ask somebody is like, "Hey, you want to get together?" And it's like, "Great." Let me check my calendar. And so you get on the calendar, and it's just like, "I got this amount of time." And it's just that's yeah. that's the way we live. I'm not saying that that's a, a wrong thing to do, but it is become this like absolute thing where now, especially my generation and, yeah. and, and I'm, we're the worst at this and then you get into like uh, this is like the classic, if you're if anybody listening, if you guys know the Enneagram, Enneagram 7s
1: Oh my gosh, that's the they do you, get know, the, do you know that I have gotten the most feedback on this podcast from different people about us talking about the enneagram? Really? Yeah, good and bad. Some people are like, "Man, I'm so glad you're talking about the enneagram. That's yeah. really helpful." And then also, I, I've had a few people actually say, "Hey, isn't that kind of new age?" and And I'm like, "I don't think it's new age, but it, no. <laughs> it's so interesting that <laughs> you're bringing it, it up I get again." It. But no. But, Anyway, no, just no, no, for, the no. record, for the record, for the record, I see the spiritual aspects, the helpful aspects of Enneagram. I'm, I'm but big, we're pro personality but you're, tests. You're you're more like you're more cynical about it than I am. Right,
0: bro. pro personality tests when it comes to because this is what happened when at my college, at my campus ministry when we were in college. Yeah. That's when like around 2016, 17. That's when like the Enneagram just blew up out of nowhere and everyone was just like, oh my gosh, what number are you? And then everything. <laughs> and no joke, people would yeah. literally be like oh, sorry, I'm just blaming. I'm an eight, so that's just my (laughs) behavior kind of thing. Or like, oh, I'm just going to be late to everything because I'm a seven. And it's just like, shh. Stop it! Just yeah. stop it! Stop. Yeah. We're not going to blame ourselves because you got a number on a piece of paper. I would agree with that. Pro pro personality test. You aren't your number kind of thing. But that's what sevens get the get the rap for. Is like, okay, with my time, I'm going to start choosing what's most appealing to me. Yeah, and then I'm going to wait. Like this is this is the fun thing that sevens do. Uh, and I I've, I've I've got a lot of seven in me, so I totally understand it. Is that you wait mm-hmm. to make plans. And you pick the best option of all the plans that came up. And so... What number is that? That's a seven. Seven, okay. So sevens are like the carefree, like, life is party, let's come on, let's go have a good time kind of thing. We
1: definitely have... A seven, I know. I'm thinking of on the staff right now. Yeah. Oh, we we have a few sevens. I'm willing yeah. but we have a few seven. But yeah,
0: it's like it's that same phenomenon where it's like my time is so precious to me that I'm even going to wait to figure out what I'm going to do on my Friday. And and all of us kind of do this to an extent. Yeah. We've got four different plans, or four, we're talking to four different parties about what we could do Friday night, and we're going to wait until all the options are in before we choose what's the. And yeah. and so it starts becoming this thing of okay, not only It's my time precious to me, but I'm really gonna full throttle. Like, I'm only gonna do things that are that give me this or this. And generosity revolution is the kind of awareness of our money, our time. One of the things I thought was awesome on that is our skills. Which that's really, really interesting because we talk about like, okay, I need to give my time to something. And so we immediately go like, well, I need to go serve at a homeless shelter. I need to do something that's, you know, that kind of like piousness of Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I need to do something reverend of like, that's really going to show God that I'm putting myself on the lowest, lowest, but it's just like what, say you're, say you're a HVAC person, you've been in the business for 25 years. You don't do it anymore. Somebody needs help with this stuff. And you're like, I've got this skill and I'm just gonna go do it. Yeah. I'm gonna go do it because I'm gonna help this person out with that product. Like, that's how so, good yeah. would it feel if you had to replace your furnace? Because I just had to last year. And yeah. I mean, that's the eight eight thousand dollar project it was those furnace and ACs, like that's a that's a big project. How amazing would it feel if it's just yeah. like, hey, you know? we're business and we got to make money and I got a family to provide for and everything. But like, I've got this skill and I just want to, I just want to, you pay for the parts. I'm going to do all the labor for free, take that eight grand and turn it into like one grand kind of thing. And so it's just like, how would you feel if that happened to you? Elated. Yeah. Same generosity principle in the kingdom of God. It's like, you don't have to like put yourself in these low of low positions like if you have a heart for ministries or if you have a heart for those kinds of spheres where it's like um like like helping out homeless and stuff that's like so that that's so good that's great
1: yeah but even more honoring too is like if you've got skills mm-hmm. go help people in your skills and if one if 1 to 3% of our congregation would do just that i'm not talking about money if they right. would do just that Spencer take what they're good at and use it to help no mm. no no strings attached they're not getting anything back absolutely man that would change the tenor and environment of this congregation well why It'd do you take think, to yeah. level. why do you think that nobody was in need in the acts church yeah it was I mean because they took care of each they other they took yeah they not only gave each other stuff
0: yeah. but they took care of each other that's right and twice acts two and four it's it is it is a big enough shocking incident for luke to to say twice, yeah, nobody was in need that doesn't happen like yeah. that does not happen in our set nobody's in need and yes. we're like we got to stop world hunger all that is in the Acts church they did it yeah. they, nobody was in need in that community that came around Jesus, and they didn't have that I mean they weren't living nomadically they were living yeah. around Jerusalem around the area and it's, so it's just like. Nobody's in need, and that's generosity.
1: That's generosity. All right. So listen, this this is the kind of podcast that we don't have to we don't have to keep talking, talking, right. and talking. If if people have listened this far right now, mm-hmm. I want to throw out a challenge. Mm-hmm. The challenge is for the month of December, mm-hmm. just the month of December. Yeah, that's it. I want to. I want to throw out a challenge that everyone listening to this podcast right now, that you'll do two things. Yeah. That you'll make a commitment somewhere that might even be a little bit uncomfortable as far as your time and that you'll give like – you're going to give five hours in December to something that helps somebody else, no strings attached – that you're just given. Yeah, you're just going to give. All right, so this is how generosity revolution starts. Yep. That if just if everyone listening to this podcast right now, will give five hours in December to something that they've never given to before. Yeah. To just be loving on somebody else. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. You know, yeah. Whatever it is. And and the second thing is is that. You're going to find a way to increase your giving in some way. Now, not just to a centenary. Yeah. If you want to increase your giving a centenary, write the check. We, will take, it. No. we will take. It. <laughs> I'm not going to say like no. I'm not going to say no. Like like people always ask me, do Christians is it okay for Christians to to play the lottery? And I'm like, well, you know, it's probably not a good idea. But if you win, remember your church. Yeah, <laughs> remember your
0: church. remember your pastor,
1: remember your pastor. <laughs> but but and and find some way to make it pinch a little bit and give financially in a yep. way that you never have before Absolutely. just december just december i guarantee you you will see god bless you in some way for sure i guarantee it yeah i'm serious wait, I, I mean, wait, that's
0: wait. yeah that, see, and that
1: would cause a revolution absolutely. in our
0: hearts. You will see, and that's that's exactly living in, when you live into the generosity of God, what you will see. Yeah, that that blessing, and and we hear, you know, pre- preachers and everyone's just like, you know, you give $1,000, God's going to bless you with 10000 right, right
1: afterwards. Yeah. So, you know, be, no, it's like what you're going to see. I was watching this televangelist the other, night. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to give him any publicity, but he absolutely <laughs> said this. He said... He said, "If you're watching me right now, I want you to know that I broke the back of poverty with a thousand dollar seed." Oh my God! He said, "I wrote a check for thousand dollars, and God blessed me within three days with twenty five thousand dollars that I had no idea that I was going to come." And I know oh because word. I wrote a thousand dollar check to a ministry. I broke the Shoot. back of poverty with a thousand dollar seed, <laughs> and then he gosh. stops. And he looks at the camera. No, no lie. He says, and and, God, if I'm lying, you will cleave my tongue to the roof oh, of my mouth. my gosh. And I was like, that guy practiced that. that oh, practiced, my word. Shoo! <laughs> so, listen, we're not trying to be no, we're not. TV evangelists No, here. we're not. But what I'm saying is, is I know that your time and your finances, it does tell a story about your relationship For sure. with God.
0: And, and it's just yeah, the way it is. Absolutely. It's and that and is. that blessing that's coming, you you will see the fruits of the spirit multiply. Yes. In you. Your capacity to one, love others, but also be loved. Yeah. Joy, pe- everything that we really need. Yes. That's the blessing that just and then and then that's how the next person. And so it's like you're not testifying on, hey, I helped out this person for free. You're mm-hmm. testifying on when I did this, this was the fruit that I saw within me, yes. and I just can't explain because literally the amount of joy that brought me just to help somebody in that way. When you're telling that to somebody or talking to somebody, then it's just like, okay, I kind of want to try that and see that, and yeah. that's how that's how the spirit starts working. So yeah, I I love those two challenges. Find ways, find ways to invest your time a skill, how, is, how has God, one, placed you, mm-hmm. and what has God given you that you could step out in a different way that the Holy Spirit might be leading to you? And then money, too, because money, as much as we want to say it's a physical thing, it helps a bunch of stuff, it has spiritual connotation. Yeah. When you give money away, you are giving the most powerful thing in our society, Yeah off of your chest, yep. which, which you are doing something spiritually that literally does break apart this hard hardness that surrounds our hearts sometimes. And yep. so I love those two challenges. So go for it. But I love that, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, we hope that this does, it, it helps give kind of some context to what's going around and I can't wait to hear stories and, and hear the kind of feedback over this next couple months of, how that's starting to spread in our church. So, and
1: let me be the first to say, Merry Christmas. Merry, <laughs> we're already into Christmas. <laughs>
0: well, we love you and we hope uh, you'll uh, you'll benefit from this and the Spirit would start doing. So with that, we'll see you next week. God bless. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Centenary Podcast and we'll see you back here for the next episode.